Welcome to the Keel Hauled Podcast. I'm your host, Captain Logan, and we've got a lot of Sea of Thieves news to cover today. So, tie yourselves to the mast and hold fast. Ahoy there, pirates. I hope you had yourselves a good week and a good weekend. I know I did. This week, we're going to be talking about Sea of Thieves Season 9 Community Weekend. Uh, I'm going to be diving into a couple of things that I really liked about this one. Um, and then I wanted to talk about guilds. Uh, we are on the last week. Uh, actually, I'm going to double check myself. We're, uh, the 19th is next week. This is the last week before Season 10 kicks off. And the first feature to come with this Season 10 is going to be guilds. So I, I went back and I watched the preview uh, video for it. Um, I scrubbed through all the different cuts that they did, all the little display things. I scooped up all the little bits of uh, uh, like text that they had there. And I wanted to share that with you so that when going into Season 10, you'll be a little more prepared um, with what you can expect with guilds. So all that and more in this week's episode of Keel Hauled Podcast. But before I get into any of that, I have to thank the patrons because they're the ones that are supporting this content so that you guys can enjoy good quality audio and hopefully faster turnaround time on video editing. They're the ones that went over to patreon.com forward slash Keelhauled Podcast to show their support for this content. I am closing in on 300 episodes and it has been a fantastic ride along the way. So I want to give them thanks and also let them know that it is because of them that I have acquired a new piece of PC. Uh, I've purchase the new uh, motherboard for the computer. I have two parts now. I'm very happy about that. And I am looking to see if I can find uh, like a case or something that I've already got picked out. I'm just waiting for a deal on that um, for the next month when the the next round of Patreon uh, support comes in. So thank you to you guys for all helping make this possible. So thank you to People's Republic, Elcute, Balls, Bam Bam Bagel, Captain Chonky, Captain Hayes, Chateau Neuf, Super Pack, Zombie Killer, Cloud, Cosmic Johnson, Static Mirror, DA Gaming, Davram TV, El Jefe Esteban, Fergatron, Godhammer 6, Trickster, Jorby Jorbs, Carl Embo, Kazia the Aficionado, Nightstar, Cryptic Slayer, Lumpy SRQ, Evil Morpheus, Space Admiral Ors, Xbox Mike 29, Murphy Lives, Mutinous Max, Norwegian, Raja the Brave, Regis Stella the Brony Pirate, Replicated Flame, Rust Belt Kid, Scamelt 666, Captain Dasm, Tommy D, TN Professor, Real Big Tuna, Big Bad Pad, Mina Fairy, Captain J Rat of the Flaming Cold Sore, The Lore Chronologist Dead Eye Dre, Hager Owl, Jeff H, Ghost Boy 20, Evil Martha, Peter Miller, Rooski Doo, Thor Von Blitz, Windsor Chris, Luke Lore, the Insipid Ghost, and Zam. Wow. Thank you all so much for your support. Uh, small reminder out there as well, too. Um, not related to Patreon, but I did want to mention it because I just thought about it. Uh, I know that Caleb is working on the second episode of Tideblazers. So if you all listen to that first episode that was on the uh, feed um, last week, no, I think it might have been two weeks ago. It was uh, it was just after International Talk Like a Pirate Day, so it was in the end of September. Um, if you enjoyed that, I know the second episode is going to be coming out soon. Uh, I don't know if it's going to be on my feed. It may just be on his uh, podcast feed. So Tide Blazers, uh, you can probably search for that, find it on Podbeam, um, and find the RSS. Uh, subsequently for that as well too so just kind of a, a heads up i wanted to talk about because i know that we have finished recording that but i know that the editing takes a while 
First up on today's docket, let's talk about Season 9 Community Weekend. I said I was going to leave this for this week last episode. I did want to let you all know that uh, this was a really big success. Um, everyone that, uh, well, I say success. It was a real positive event. Um, there were most definitely issues with alabaster beards going on, people logging in uh, and having troubles with it. Um, definitely some hackers out there, some cheaters uh, that were causing issues. Uh, but for all intents and purposes, I would say that it was really great to see uh, some of the the heartwarming uh, candor that came from not only the streaming community or the, the social media community, but just in general, everyone seeming to go out and have a pretty good time. I know that there were most definitely a few outliers out there, some folks that really got the the short end of the stick uh, when drawing straws um, that didn't get, you know, any loot or have any any good positive experiences. So I am really bummed about that. Uh, I, you know, I always hope that folks have a good time on the seas, but unfortunately, sometimes the game doesn't work the way it should sometimes people get uh, uh miss out on things like that so hopefully folks uh if you if you were trying to get um specific things like achievements or anything like that hopefully you know those are, are being worked on or you're getting uh, tickets submitted to get that stuff but overall i would say that it was a pretty big success uh the fun thing that i found out about uh, or not found out about but the the fun thing that i enjoyed about this was is that um, they had set a goal to push the the uh, category for Sea of Thieves in Twitch to the top 10. And if that had been achieved by people just watching streamers and streamers actually streaming, um, if that had happened, then we would be awarded uh, the Obsidian um, Ship Crest as well as the Obsidian Rug. Now, the rug came right away. Something delayed the Obsidian ship crest. We don't know why that happened. We haven't been given any reason as to why that's happening, but supposedly that is actually coming uh, sometime in the future. But anyone that has the Obsidian rug, rest assured you probably have the uh, the, the the Obsidian crest. But you did get the Twitch drops. Um, hopefully, if you did, you watched uh, all, all, all four uh, hours worth. And then afterwards, once the top 10 category was hit, you could then earn the obsidian rug through Twitch drops as well too. Um, it was a weird thing where you had to actually like, it, it showed as, as the original four being reset. So a lot of folks were confused about why they had to watch four more hours because they weren't sure if they were getting the Twitch drops. I myself was also confused about that as well too, but it seems as though you just, it just reset the timer for all of them uh, for the campaign and added the obsidian rug uh i'm glad that they're doing the obsidian stuff it's cool that they're doing it uh through twitch drops as opposed to some other weird means um because every once in a while something like that will happen uh, and it's a little bit harder to get those usually the obsidian stuff tends to be through paid promotions you know through content that you can only get through purchasing something outside of the game so it was nice to see that they were doing some obsidian stuff that you could earn through easier means as opposed to like putting down actual cash for stuff stuff like that but Overall, uh, it was it was really cool to see um, the turnout for Community Weekend. A lot of folks playing, a lot of folks having fun with it, uh, and and just kind of having a reason to get back into Sea of Thieves. Um, and one of the things that we got with uh, the the Community Weekend was a new type of engagement. I guess would be the best way to explain it. Um, I was really impressed by the the dedication or the the uh, time spent into 
making the maps for pop-up plunder so hopefully you all got an opportunity to take a look at this if you didn't um it's it's a real shame because uh pop-up plunder was something that was new to sea of thieves we've never seen anything like this before the intent was to try and drive players to uh and this seems to be like the motto of rare like if there is something they can design and all it is is designed to do is just to drive ships to one point so that the server kind of uh converges on a point of interest that is like every single thing they make everything that comes out in sea of thieves is like hey how can we make players come together for good or worse uh, and, and, and that is effectively what pop-up plunder was. And if you don't believe me, look at, um, uh, chest, of, <laughs> chest of fortunes, uh, fort of fortunes first, and then chest of fortunes, fort of the damned, uh, forts and sea forts, everything is, now, now it's like pop-up plunder. Soon it'll be the siren song, uh, you know, the, or the, uh, the, the voyage of siren song. I think it's what the, it's called. Oh, you know, what? I, I think I have a tab open that actually talks about what that is. Let me see. Da, 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 da. I could have swore the skull of siren song. Okay. Yeah. Skull of siren song. I'm, I'm still trying to learn what the, uh, all the stuff is for, for season 10 that we're going to, it'll be, you know, ingrained in my brain soon, but there's a lot that I've been kind of learning lately, but, um, pop up plunder, pop up plunder was very interesting. Um, it was, it was something that was, uh, that got kicked off for every emissary grade. Um, every time the community collectively leveled up the emissary grade, uh, they introduced a new piece of pop-up plunder every C uh, on every CFE server. And the way they, uh, announced this was through Twitter, um, which is a, it's the only way you can really do that. Like there's no, there's no way to like announce it in game right now. Like there's no way to like give, it would be kind of cool if they just gave you a map. Like if everyone, uh, at the point of the thing actually like had a map spawn in their actual like map wheel, because as far as I know, we have infinite map wheels. Like you can have as many maps as you, as you could possibly hold. I don't think there's anything that's really stopping you from, uh, you know, not having or having a limited amount. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong on that one, but as far as I know, there's no limit to the number of maps you can carry on your person that are currently active, you know, like, and not, not like voyages that you can put on the table. I'm talking like physical maps that you can make. Um, so something like that, I think actually would be a way better way of doing this than having to rely on a, a semi defunct social media website at this point. I think that would be a much better route to go. And I'm not the only one that, that, that feels this way either. Uh, there, there were quite a few people out there that kind of voiced their, their discontent with, um, Twitter being the means of discovery for the maps that they released. And what they did is they effectively uh, would take an island and either by um, giving you contextual clues uh, or, or, or putting, a, I think like the first one was literally just an X, mark, an X marks the spot dig site on the first island. Uh, and after that, it started to slowly get more and more uh, complex. So there would be multiple digs on an island and only one of them actually had the actual loot or there were multiple X's around the island in the water and you had to kind of uh, use telemetry to, to try and uh, devise where that dig spot was because it wasn't actually marked on the actual island itself. And then they started getting into like 
super weird stuff uh if i'm being honest it went a little overboard in my opinion um i don't think it needs to be uh like a, a really a really complex thing like there's literally one that's it's shipwreck bay there's no indicator on what what it is and there's just a compass that had uh, a time and a date on it and it's like guys what the why is it why is it got to be a puzzle this is a celebration of community weekend it's pop-up plunder you're driving people to to run around no one wants to take time out of the the fact that they're sailing to try and suss out the the mystery of the freaking map just like give them an x it, it doesn't have to be this complex um i have had uh, i had pretty good luck on the ones that i managed to get um I think the, the the two big standouts for me was uh, I got an Ashen Athena's and a Chest of Fortune, um, which I think the Chest of Fortune took me up to like 12 or 17 or something. Uh, and I was super happy about that. And it was funny because the <laughs> one of the ones that I got, um, I had, I spawned in, where was it? I spawned in at Daggertooth. And I was like, screw it, I'm going for it. I don't care how far I have to go, but I knew I had to get down to Booty Isle. And I sailed all the way down there. I dug it up, I got it on the ship. And by the time I sailed north up to Plunder, I was halfway between Booty Isle and Plunder Outpost. Uh, I looked to my starboard and there's a, another sloop that is sailing in to me. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Do I run it? Do I try and you know fight them? Like. You know, what's the play here? And I'm just kind of standing there waiting as they're slowly coming closer, closer, and closer. And then they scuttled. And I was like, oh, <laughs> you had a chance. You had an opportunity. I was running solo. You know, I didn't I, I, I didn't stock up on anything. I just had bananas and coconuts. Like, I, I really was not prepared for, like, an all-out fight. You might have had a chance if you didn't scuttle. But <sighs> that's a bummer, bud. So hopefully they got something, but um, I really liked it. I liked it. I think that I would much rather this to be something that every map that you get either gets uh, populated onto the message board. Like what a fantastic way they could have reinvigorated the message boards. Uh, if they said like every pop-up plunder, um, there's going to be a new map that appears that's going to be a special map. Uh, written by X person, who knows, you know, come up with a name, you know, like community weekend Captain Bones map, right? And it appears on the message board and everyone can can get to a, a, an outpost or they can get to a C post because they're freaking everywhere. And you can lot, like open it up and like grab the Captain's Bones once everyone has access to it. You know, it's like there's, there's no limit to the number of uh, ones that you can get. And then everyone has to figure out like where they have to go and, and how they, and it's just whoever happens to be in the closest vicinity uh, can get it. And then, you know, do something fun like that, you know, and if you want to make it salty, you know, you want to make it like a little more PVP, uh, have it be something where like the turn in place is uh, an NPC on Sea Dogs Tavern, like reinvigorate Sea Dogs Tavern, you know, make it a little more competitive, something like that. You know, I just you've, you've got the Skull of Siren song coming out. This this uh, template has already been built into the foundation of the game as far as like uh, like different mechanics and stuff like that. It just requires a little bit more engineering and a little bit more uh, creativity. And I think with those two ingredients, you could really have some fun with the next community weekend if you decide to go with Pop-Up Plunder. That way, anyone playing the game 
will get the benefit of being in the game actually like recognizing like oh there's a you know a flare in the sky that uh, stays in the sky um and, until someone like uh, uh you know to to notify the server um that there's a, a new pop-up plunder uh map on the message ports and you got to run over and you got to find a, a uh, you got to shoot someone over to uh, one of the outposts or one of the sea posts to uh, go find out what is the pop-up plunder map and hopefully it's in your sea of thieves see that you're in you know something like that i think would be so much better it would be so much more integrated into the actual game and it would invite people who are currently playing but not paying attention to the community weekend to have an absolute clue as to what's going on um even if it was just like like how cool would it be if it was one of those uh things where maybe it wasn't a flare but it was the community weekend uh firework that had like the people and Every time that the community grade was increased um, through, you know, create some sort of arbitrary number thing and then shoot up a firework from Sea Dogs and that firework lingers there for like the next hour or so. And it doesn't have to it doesn't have to do anything like that. It, it interrupts like world events or anything like that. It's just a lingering firework, you know, something like that. It would be fantastic. I don't know. Maybe I just. Maybe I'm just more in love with my ideas than what actually happened, but I think there's an opportunity there that would be really, really cool. Uh, and I do hope that they explore that in the future with a season 10 community weekend um, and that they kind of like get some devs in there and be like, hey, guys, you know, this would be a really cool idea if we could do it. How much engineering is it going to take? You know, like we'll push off the season thing, you know, give it a couple sprints, get some testing in on there and let people work it out and then see if we can not have to rely on defunct social media systems to communicate this information to players. You know, let everyone jump in on it, not just the people that have Twitter accounts or Twitter account adjacent uh, to, to be able to understand this. Um, I think that would be a great change if I had to pitch it for season 10 um hopefully you know hopefully they listen to this and you know maybe some of that information gets passed on and maybe it's possible and they do it and you know if that's the case that'd be really cool because i think a lot of folks would like that a lot more speaking of that sound hopefully you'll be hearing that sound pretty soon here because uh if you don't know that is the sound for getting a renowned level we have not heard that sound in game uh for quite some time if you've been playing since uh, march and you got your your renowned levels all completed but with season 10 coming out on october 19th uh that is nine days away as of the time i'm recording this I'm looking forward to this. I can't wait to start up a keelhauled uh, guild. I can't wait to submit as many of my ships as I can uh, so that folks can jump in there. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing what people think about it. And I'm very curious uh, as to how quickly you'll be able to level in a guild and how quickly you'll be able to get cosmetics for it. Um, I'm really hoping that folks will kind of rally to the cause. The one pillar issue that i have with this uh again is just that it is tied to 24 players um i as far as i understand it can use uh multiple captain ships to be able to kick up multiple guilds um i can be in any guild at any time so 
there's still a lot of questions that I have as far as how this is going to logistically work out. Um, but the patrons in my community uh, are going to be given first dibs to get access to the Keelhauled Guild. Uh, and that is because they are they are supporting me in the most way in in the 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 greatest way possible if that's a way to kind of explain it so i want to make sure that they know that i want them to be included in on this system um they're the most active they're the most supportive they're the folks that uh i i appreciate the most for their contributions to the podcast so because of that uh, I'm going to see if I can kick up as many guilds as I'll, I'll, I'll be able to uh, and then put my ships in there um, if anyone wants to use them. I have tons of sloops, so I'm not too worried about that. Um, and I've only got a couple galleons, but I want to make sure that folks have different types of ships to be able to jump into if they want. Or if they want, they can most definitely bring their own ships into the guild as well too i definitely love the idea of supporting that uh but i took down some notes because i went back and i watched the uh season 10 preview video and i'm very happy to kind of like see some of the things that they're doing i'm still very interested in what the rest of 2024 is going to look like given what we know right now will encompass the rest of Sea of Thieves' year uh, up until 2024. Wait, are we in 2024? No, we're not in 2024. Oh my gosh. I just, I was totally thinking that we were in 2024 there for a hot second. Um, but you do have to be a captain. You do have to have a captain ship to be able to make a guild. So just in case you were looking to do this for your own, which I don't blame anyone for wanting to create their own guild. There's many, many World of Warcraft players out here that have uh, have had to try and run around and find 10 people to sign their guild charter uh, this will be very simple you can be a captain you can create your own guild as long as you have a captain ship and then anyone regardless of they're a captain or just a regular sailor can join afterwards um, you'll be able to make your own name given the limitations that they have based on uh, you know kind of the the language or the word restrictions that they have just to kind of keep things pg-13 or um uh, teen rated i guess would be a better way to go about it and you can change the the branding you can choose like the icon you can change the color uh, they have pre-made mottos for you to choose to kind of give like an indicator of what type of guild this is and then you can go ahead and put a ship into uh the actual thing um it looks like you can go ahead and uh, so like if a ship can can be pledged to a guild you can only pledge that one ship to one guild at a time you can't use the same ship across multiple guilds and once you have that ship uh pledged to a guild that ship will move from your captain ships section to the guild ship section so there's going to be two areas that you'll have captain ships there's going to be the private ones that you have just for yourself and then there's going to be the pledged ones that you can have in the guild now the ones that you have in the guild there's two options that you can go with here you can choose to share them if you want or you don't you can keep them just in the guild without sharing them um, if you do choose to share them what can happen is anyone that is in the guild will have access to that ship they can go and sail on that ship whenever they want uh, we don't know for certain but based on the information that i saw in the actual like trailer it looks like that ship 
can get locked out if someone is sailing on it and you log on and decide you want to sail it. So I would be very cautious if you have a, a specific like demeanor or, or reputation on your ship. If you don't want that to kind of be um, messed with in any way, then you might want to consider whether or not you want to share your ship. Um, it's going to be something that a lot of folks are very particular about. Uh, I, and it kind of it's very interesting to me, just kind of taking an aside right now, uh, captain ships kind of came in to tell the story of your crew um, and to tell, tell your story as a captain. It was intended to show the milestones that you had achieved. It is very odd that Rare has decided to shift their um, ideals from captainships being very specific to the type of person that you are and the type of crew that you have to being something that Anyone can progress the milestones on that captainship uh, for that captain, and that captain never has to actually set foot on that ship. So you can do whatever you want. You can accomplish whatever you want on someone else's ship. They will get all the boons for it. I believe you'll get unlocks as well, too, because you'll be progressing the guild, uh, but it won't be on your captain ship as far as I know. Uh, it'll just be like standard pirate milestones still a few questions about this but it it kind of flies in the face of the idea that the captain ship is a representation of your 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 character's story your crew's story and what they've accomplished based on what you've been able to unlock um this does not uh do anything to deter um alliance servers if anything i think this uh, i think this in in kind of helps alliance service which kind of bugs me because, you know, that is one of those things where the idea of, of trying to, you know, have Alliance servers um, squashed with Captain C uh, worked. It, it worked out really well to try and like stop Alliance servers from uh, causing issues with like ledgers and stuff like that. Um, in this case, this will afford 24 people of a Discord server to be able to work off of the same captain ship uh, that gets started out so that folks will be able to have access to captaincy um, even if the captain isn't there, which again kind of flies in the face of the idea of the captaincy thing. So it's a decision. Um, I guess the the idea is, is that you're you're supposed to be doing this with a trusted group of members. Uh, I don't see I, I would be very curious to see like how many crew or how many guilds are completely full uh, outside of content creators. like how many players? are able to get a guild and then have that guild with 24 players. Um, if that seems to be something that is is happening too frequently, uh, maybe it would be nice if Rare addressed that by increasing the number. Uh, you know, maybe they just double it and go with 48 to, you know, I would honestly say like 48 would be a, a healthy number for a guild. Um, I think you can still know 48 people and you may not know them intimately, but at the same time, um, there, there are definitely areas where I think like guilds should have size levels. Like you should be able to determine the size that you want to be able to have that and to have it restricted to 24 feels odd. Uh, but I do understand the reasoning behind it. It may be a limitation in the actual game itself too. So we don't know. Uh, but it, it's an interesting thing. So one of the other things, um, that I noticed with this was the ship's chronicle, uh, that's actually going to be shown on the, uh, 
it's on the ship's log where you can actually see it, where you can kind of see your guild in game. Um, it's also going to be something that I think is available through the ship selection process too. And effectively what this looks like is a new line item in the guild section or in the pirate log that will kind of notify uh, what a crew was up to, kind of like a feed of uh, the different accomplishments that that guild ship has done uh, over the last week. This seems kind of uh, interesting in the idea that the, it will be like a way to kind of share your stories with people without actually having to tell them. Like they'll be able to see like what you did, who you sailed under, uh, and, and some of the things that you were able to accomplish. Um, but I wonder with 24 players at four players a crew, you've got six galleons on there um, or quite a significant number more uh, sloops. In that case, you'd probably have what, 22, so 24 12 sloops in in a guild um that's a lot of information to be presented with on a feed that does not look like it really would support more than a few different days worth of uh information so kind of curious like you know is is this just kind of a low effort uh informational tracking system that is just kind of giving folks a bit of a heads up on what's going on or you know, what is really the intent, the intention here um, if, if they want to just kind of have that information displayed? Not to say that it's bad, not to say that it's good. It's just kind of there. And uh, I really don't know necessarily like what the goal of that was outside of a, a, like a meager amount of information passed on based on what other crews are doing. So who knows? We'll, we'll have to see. Like maybe it's a really cool thing. Um, <laughs> it would be a, a real bummer if folks in a guild saw that another crew got a hungering or a shroud of ghost and the other crews were just like oh great you got a shroud of ghost on my ship and i wasn't there how come y'all didn't tell me and uh that's on that feed you can't hide that so who knows we'll, we'll have to take a look and see They talked about rewards uh, in this update, in the little preview that we got for it. We don't know the extent of this, um, but one of the things that I did like about this was that we are getting both livery sets and costumes or, or cosmetics for your clothing, or yeah, clothing cosmetics uh, for your pirate. And just based on the couple of uh, different sets that they showed us, I really like the direction that they're going with this. It looks like they're going with stripy pants. It looks like they're going with uh, jackets that have nice little naval epaulets on them. Um, very kind of piratey styled hats in very um, moderate tones. Uh, nothing too, too out there as far as colors. Uh, nothing too crazy uh, like different types of, of clothing sets. It feels like very um, kind of muted not not muted in a negative way, but uh, uh, modest. I think a modest would be a better way word to to use. Very modest pirate aesthetic uh, for the clothing set, and I'm very happy with that. I think that's a, a great a great path to walk down for Sea of Thieves. Um, we've had flamboyant stuff in the past. I think the more recent stuff, honestly, some some of the best stuff that we've gotten has been in the seasonal pass content. Uh, and, and I'm speaking specifically to like the naval commander outfits that came with the uh, C4 update um, back in what was that 2022 and uh, more more recently the uh, the um, gilded pirate legend kind of stuff uh, I think it's the, the the legendary pirate stuff I can't think of what it what this 
what the season theme was but we got that uh bone hunter jacket stuff we got the uh the stripy pants and just o- overall i feel like the the cosmetics trending towards more kind of stylized pirates of the caribbean stuff um very good i i, I really appreciate that style a lot more uh, it's kind of cool to see just how folks are kind of playing around with different cosmetics. And we actually had some um, fashionista stuff for the uh, the the crew, uh, you know, dress up like a crew um, event that happened on the community weekend. And the crews that they actually showed off as far as like the crew aesthetic were very cool. Um, a special shout out to, oh gosh, who was it that had like the, um, it was like Panjo and Kazooie. It was so so cute they did such a good job with it and i'm trying to find the tweet that had that uh but it was really cool to see just all the different folks kind of taking photos in front of the sea of thieves community day uh, uh kind of backboard I, I appreciate that they did that on every sea post uh so or not sea post um outpost so that everyone would have the opportunity to be able to go take those photos uh and and just kind of sharing the experience um, it's just really, really awesome to see, really happy to see that folks were doing that. And overall, I think that the, uh, season, season nine community weekend, um, was really positive. Uh, and I, and, you know, ideas and, and feelings aside, I, I'm really glad they did that, but it'll be very interesting to see getting back to season 10 and with guilds, um, how the clothing is going to level up or, or how it's going to unlock with the different levels. Uh, we did find out that there's going to be um, multiple milestone levels with reputation. I don't know if reputation is the same as milestones or if I'm just pulling milestones because that's the, uh, the, the, the thing that is kind of most equated to like captain ships. Um, but we're going to have reputation levels with guilds uh it feels like a bloated level system kind of like uh, hourglass battles um they said that there's going to be a hundred levels of distinction uh where you get a new type of uh a cosmetic there's ship livery sets that are tied to these i'm assuming and i i was having this conversation the other day um where i feel like rare is developing less so that uh engagement is is natural and organic and that it is um, worth doing because of the type of or- organic nature that it is or the type of uh, uh, thing that it is. And they're designing more around how can we artificially inflate the commendations or the rewards for this so that um, players have to engage with the content longer to be able to get these rewards. And I, I, I'm sure that there's going to be uh, people on both sides of the fence on this kind of a, a discussion. So I'm not going to really like say one way or one way is better than the other. Um, but it kind of depends on the on the rewards. So for me, I think hourglass levels are uh, too difficult for the uh, amount of rewards that you get to be able to get those rewards. I think the curses at a hundred um are achievable but i think that there were there are other things that you could do along the way to better incentivize players to get something and not to have so much locked behind such a a high level for folks that may not like to engage with that content similarly for folks that don't have guilds i am very curious to know how long it is going to take folks who do not have a community to support them in a guild uh, to be able to get some of the cosmetics for this, especially given that the level distinctions that they're talking about 
are marked in hundred levels. Um, so level 100 will be a marked distinctive thing that we don't quite know about. And then level 200, how fast is that going to be? How fast are people going to be able to achieve those? Um, is it just for the guild or is it individual ships in the guild? Um, there's still so many questions about that leveling system that I, and I, I'm very curious to understand, like, is this going to be easy? Is this going to be hard? How is this going to be approached for people that have communities that don't have communities? Will everyone have access to this? How much time investment will folks have to put in to be able to get some of these cosmetics? Um, because I feel like they are going to be bloated, uh, to be perfectly honest. That's one of my fears is that they're going to be very bloated levels um, and that the, the rewards for them uh, will not necessarily drive players to engage with the content uh, the, the, that comes out in the same way that other stuff does. Um, but at the same time, I'm reserving judgment until I actually see it. I also just assume that this will work very similar to, uh, the seasons as far as like you just play the game and the game rewards you with experience that in turn turns into cosmetics, um, just for playing the way you normally do. Uh, if it's like that, then that'll be great. Um, if there's anything that kind of <sighs> slows it down, then I'm hoping that they'll be open to addressing that uh the way they kind of have with some of the other milestones that came in with captaincy you know we've seen three three nerfs to the captaincy system over the course of the last was it last year is it last year yeah i think it was last year yeah it was last year uh where captaincy was introduced um we've seen three nerfs to that no nerfs to hourglass you know god forbid make it a little bit easier for folks um i, I have no qualms about saying that either uh but overall I, I'm hoping the guild system is fun. I'm hoping that the rewards are exciting. Um, I think right now, based on what I've seen, I'm more interested in the clothing than I am the livery set. The livery set seems very uh, kind of low key, which could be good. But at the same time, I think, you know, if you're if you're going to be selling me on this guild thing, uh, you got to show me the flashy stuff. I think that worked really well with the chest of fortune rewards. You know, I think the chest of fortune um, livery set was something that everyone saw and was like, Oh, oh, that's nice. Okay. I'm going to chase that carrot on a stick. Uh, and, and a lot of folks did, but I do think that, um, unlike the chest of fortune, uh, we will have to be sold a little bit more on the guild. And, uh, so far the first cosmetics that we've seen clothing's cool livery set, little, little dull, um, would have liked something like flashy to kind of know like, Oh, that's the, that's the big get. That's the thing that you're striving for. One thing that I did want to jump into um, before the last topic, the next item on the docket, just wanted to give a uh, congratulations to Matt and Vicky um, over on Twitter. I saw this was uh, retweeted by a bunch of folks. The National Maritime Museum in Cornwall, which is in England, uh, has the Sea of Thieves um, exhibit. It's a pirate exhibit dedicated to, to Sea of Thieves. Um, as well as like other historical things relating to pirates. And uh, over on uh, October 2nd, which was last weekend, um, we got to find out that uh, a couple, Matt and Vicky, who got engaged in the museum, um, they met playing Sea of Thieves, and uh, he, uh, Matt proposed in front of Captain Flameheart um, as, as you know, one of the, the statues that they have that they've been using for like EGX and E3 
uh, back when E3 was like a, you know, a thing and they didn't cancel it. Uh, they had all the statues. Well, those statues are now kind of residing in the museum at the moment. And it was really kind of great to see this uh, cute little video of Matt kind of getting down on one knee and proposing to her. Uh, and, and, you know, every, hopefully everything she said was yes, um, especially to, you know, giving your soul over to the flame heart. Uh, but it was really fun to to just kind of see one of those moments. And it just kind of makes you like, uh, this is cheesy, but I love it. That's so great. So congrats to them. I know there's a lot of folks that have met through Sea of Thieves and, and you know, subsequently gotten married, both in-game and out-of-game. You know, sometimes there's just, you know, in-game marriages with your pirates, but then there's also marriages in real life as a result of the game. So I don't know, man, it takes me back to, to the days of World of Warcraft when you saw like guild members get together and, you know, they'd go and meet each other. And before you know it, their relationship had blossomed and they got married and they had a whole family. And now the whole family plays World of Warcraft. And it's just, you know, stuff like that's just really cool. It's cool to see it in Sea of Thieves, you know, especially given that Sea of Thieves is just one of those great games that it it is it's a chat room, right? Like, you know, we're all just kind of hanging out chatting, but in the meantime, we're going around killing pirates and stealing treasure and killing skeletons and, you know, burying treasure, or, you know, killing megalodons and all kinds of goofy stuff. So it's just really fun to see that some of the stuff that I've seen in the past with other online games is still happening in games today. It's just a, a different group of folks doing it. And it's just, it's beautiful. I don't know. Uh, it's goofy, cheesy stuff. I love it. Uh, before I forget, actually, I wanted to call out the fact that um, Monkey Island Tall Tale 3, The Lair of LeChuck, came out. Uh, I did get to talk to some folks um, a little bit after the last episode came out to kind of share some thoughts on the uh, things that I liked, things that I didn't like about that. Um, and it was really just nice to hear uh, a lot of folks were kind of agreeing with me um, that there were definitely some things that I was like, ah, you know, that kind of feels weird. I, I kind of wish I would have liked that. And to kind of have that resonate with other people really felt nice. Um, I know that a lot of those commendations are, should be tracking now. Those achievements should be popping for folks. So if you've had trouble with some of those not registering, uh, you might want to head back and give that tall tale another run through, um, see if you can get that to pop just to, to get those. The rewards are really cool. I'm I'm so glad that they did what they did for the rewards for that tall tale because it was something that I think, gosh, was it? I think it was tall tale one where I was like, ah, oh, man, I really hope they do this. And we didn't know what the, we didn't know what the, the end game was for the tall tales because we couldn't see all the, the commendations because they hadn't been released. So we didn't know like, ah, oh, were they going to do the reward for the thing? That'd be really cool if they did. And then they did. And I was really happy about that, but they were celebrating it over at the studio. Uh, Rare, believe it or not, one of the best studios to work for. Um, it, like hands down, one of the, the best studios as far as like consideration, time, you know, taking care of their employees. They're constantly having events at the studio. And I know a lot of folks are going to be like, I don't care game broke fixed game um but that is it's just it's it's it yes does it is it a bummer to have like game broke yes game broke makes sad uh but overall um the game is still in a pretty decent state uh, we we've kind of accepted that there's a lot of issues from time to time with games and i would much rather have the devs happy and deal with a few bugs uh, then have the studio close and have huge turnover because people just hate their life because realistically, like, this is just not a fun place to work. Uh, as someone that's worked retail most of their life, 
I don't wish a negative work environment on anyone. Um, it's just not something that d people should ever have to deal with. I really, I really hate it. So I'm glad to hear that um, they're able to still kind of celebrate and have some fun and stuff like that because they are working hard. They, they're making a video game. They're getting paid to make a game that, that people may hate it or love it or have mixed feelings on it. And I think that's fair for everyone. Uh, but it is kind of nice to see them kind of take a break and kind of, you know, celebrate, get some cake over over making content because hands down monkey island the best content they have made and even with some of the buggy things that came with the, the final tall tale you know came in came out of the the oven a little a little early uh still like amazing content some of the best storytelling some of the best um the uh, the design for stuff that i think i've i've seen from rare yet and still really hoping that a lot of those tall tale mechanics make their way back to adventure. Really, really hoping for that. One last thing before I get into the final topic. I know I keep saying that, but um, I, I just I came across one of the tweets from Rare and it was, uh, you know, is your pirate observing Jackalooter month? And I just want to remind everyone it is it is October. We are in we are deep into Halloween month and I don't know about you. I love it. Uh, but I wanted to take a moment to kind of shout out um, some of the content that I've done in the past. So uh, last year, I don't know if many of you kind of noticed this uh, or not, but um, last year I put out content that I, I'd kind of done like uh, a special like story that was that was written by Dead Eye Dre, um, who was working with me and they're a fantastic writer. They do a, a lot of work to kind of chronicle, you know, if you listen, do a lot of chronicling of the lore for Sea of Thieves. And I had worked with them to build out the story for the Bleak Heart uh, cosmetics in game. Um, the Bleak Heart cosmetics are still some of my favorite in the game. They're really cool, kind of scary, spooky kind of things. And we did a two part story that came out last October uh, that was like the the tale of of Bleak Heart Manor and what happened that that whole story, you know, and it was one of those things where I was it was a lot of time. It was a lot of effort. It was a lot of love that went into that in a very short amount of time. Um, that's over on YouTube. It is, it's the tales of the damned, uh, bleak heart manor parts one and two. Um, it's, it's not, not a lot of people listen to it. I, I don't blame a lot of people because it's not news. It's not like the thing that I typically do. Uh, but it was one of those things where, I really wanted folks to kind of have like a little bit of a story to go into it. And I really love Halloween. So if you guys have an opportunity and you don't know about it, you're fresh to the podcast, uh, go back in time, search for the Tales of the Damned, uh, Bleak Heart Manor, and let me know what you think. Because I really did love the time and energy that I spent putting into work on that with Dead Eye Dre. And I think that their, their job writing the story and working with me on developing it was excellent it was one of my favorite experiences that i've gotten to do with creating content um and i'm just i'm still very proud of that and not a lot of folks got to actually dive into that uh, but the the reason i bring it up is obviously because of the tweet that came out um if you're getting into the jackalooter mood and the reason i i i thought that was interesting because we haven't really heard um much about what is going on with this year's kind of festival of the damned um, something that was actually mentioned uh, in the in the Briggsy adventures as like an event that happens on a regular basis. So 
I was very curious to know, like, will we get news with the upcoming uh, season 10 premiere, which I'm, I'm expecting this month or this week? Um, I, w- I very much anticipate. Well, actually, no, I take that back because this week is going to be the 9th through the 13th. Season 10 comes out uh, from the 16th to through the 20th. So there's a good chance they probably won't announce any videos this week. They will probably announce stuff next week. And next week means that they will probably cover season 10 as far as like the new Plunder Pass, the new Emporium content, uh, and the Festival of the Dam stuff, whatever that is. If that stuff, if if there's something, I'm assuming they're going to do something. They do something every year. Um, But I would be very curious to know. Will they do like a live stream? If the live stream happens, will people be in costume? What will the event be? Uh, will it be something like it was last year where it was uh, just like a number of skeletons smashed to unlock uh, figureheads and special types of figureheads, something like that? Um, what what would be the, the community event? Because uh, I, I think not knowing at the moment and already being uh, into the second week of, of October, I, again, we did a good job of, of getting three weeks out from now where we found out about season 10. We've had some more information. Let's get some information out there for the community. You know, we, we had a good a good high on season uh, nine community weekend. We're going into uh, this week. There's we don't know what news that we're going to be getting. Um, it would be really nice to have a little bit of a, of a heads up so that folks can plan accordingly for these types of things you know like having two weeks advance notice is not a big ask in my opinion uh to to announce when community update things are going to be happening with uh in-game events for you know like different holidays and stuff like that give folks an opportunity to request time off if that if that's something they want to commit themselves to and jump in to do um so hopefully this week we find out something about that i'm not expecting it but at the same time uh, that's because the next week is season 10 stuff. I'm curious what you all think. Do you think we're going to be getting something this week announcing anything for Festival of Damned? Do you think we're getting a Festival of Damned event? If you do, what would you like to actually have it pertain to? Do you want like ship cosmetics? Do you want costume cosmetics? What type of community event have we had in the past that you want to see uh, pulled into for this type of thing? Like, transport x number of chests of rage to a certain individual the jackalooter uh over on uh, an outpost and the the more you turn into them as a community um the faster the uh hellraiser dog and hellraiser ships that get unlocked and uh there's a special unlocking for a uh, community goal hits the number of chest of rage um chests turned in that you get a hellraiser uh costume that makes you look like um I don't know, uh, fiery demon, uh, from the depths of the sea of the dam that even the, even the, the ferryman won't tread, you know, something like that, like shooting from the hip, just something like that would be what I would expect. Um, but that's just because that's kind of what we've seen in the past. So very curious to see if that's going to happen when they're going to announce it if they do have it and what will the rewards kind of be like that and how will that tie into the season if at all
All right. So the last thing I wanted to dive into uh, is going to be for Microsoft Rewards. Um, if you're playing Sea of Thieves through Steam, this may be a foreign concept for you if you're not die hard into the actual like Xbox ecosystem. And I don't blame anyone because, you know, PC kind of encompasses all games uh, aside from exclusives unless they're on Steam. Um, so when it comes to things like Microsoft Rewards, uh, as someone who is heavily invested in the Xbox ecosystem, I'm extremely excited to see that they are doing this. And thank you to People's Republic and Chenzo, who uh, kind of talked through kind of like the pricing for gift cards versus the cost of points for uh, currencies, um, who kind of worked out like whether or not this was actually going to be a good deal. But if you're not familiar, Microsoft rewards are kind of a currency that you can earn through daily tasks, either through uh, Microsoft Bing uh, by doing searches, or you can uh, do small quizzes or little trivia things. Um, sometimes they just have polls and that's all just through the browser. Moving over to like the Xbox side, there's a whole uh, app developed just for Microsoft Rewards, where um, if you play Xbox Game Pass games, you can earn uh, points just for playing something on Game Pass. You can earn more points if you um, get a, an achievement. And that's those are like daily rewards that you can do. Then there's like weekly rewards where you have to play a certain game and do a certain thing in the game to be able to get extra points and the points vary from anywhere from like 50 points to 200 points or you know higher than there's like monthly uh, uh, uh like goals that you can hit where you have to play a certain number of games or a certain number of uh times during the month uh that reward even more points and the more points you get you can actually use those to redeem over on uh the the reward site for xbox and the the rewards can be like either through microsoft or through xbox lots of people go with gift cards um, a lot of folks pay for game pass ultimate through uh rewards and and it's very easy to do you can go in and if you just wanted to earn enough points to buy something in the game, um, say like a $50 gift card is uh, 50,000 points. So it's 100 points for every dollar. Um, if you have Game Pass or you have uh, like a, a, a streak running where you um, level up the, the the you're consistent with your with your weekly rewards, uh, they give you higher levels and the higher levels offer higher discounts. Uh, Game Pass Ultimate also, I think, offers a discount as well, too. So instead of it being like a $50 gift card for 50,000 points, it's a $50 gift card for 4,600 points. And that just kind of goes uh, along the case. And that's been something that's been in the ecosystem for quite a long time. And you can either have like auto redeems for your gift cards or you can stock up on points. Um, I know quite a few folks have purchased things like headsets and consoles through points only. And it's been very cool to see that that's an option. They also have sweepstakes uh, that you can like go into as well. You can also donate points to causes as well. And, and you can buy gear, lots of things you can do. And one of the things that happens a lot is you can actually use uh, points to purchase gift cards for like different companies. So like Walmart, Hulu, Target, uh, Domino's, Pizza, Sephora, uh, you know, Dunkin' Donuts, uh, you know, the NFL, Taco Bell. Like, don't ever, don't ever do that. If I find out you do that, I'm going to un disconnect you from my life. Uh, Spotify, Best Buy, things like that. 
And Sea of Thieves is getting in on this. And if you don't know, Overwatch is available already. League of Legends is available already. Um, there's already uh, like games out there that uh, allow you to buy currency in their game um, through the Microsoft Rewards. And one of the ones that just got initiated into this grouping is Sea of Thieves. So Sea of Thieves now offers ancient coin packs. And the ancient coin packs, if you're not familiar, are the currency that is used for emporiums. I've talked about it a lot, so hopefully you're familiar. Hopefully you understand what I'm talking about. Um, the The currency exchange is going to be a better deal uh, than if you were to buy a gift card, unless you typically use all of your gift card because the gift card balance uh, ha is something that will expire. If you buy a $25 gift card and you only spend $19 of that on something over a certain amount of time, you will lose that currency. So you want to make sure that you're using it and you don't lose it. Uh, subsequently, with the ancient coins, um, you'll be able to buy these and you'll get a code that you then have to redeem, which will then put the code onto your account. You will have to log in and thank you to for testing this. Uh, you will have to log into the game to have that get applied to your account properly. Um, and then after that, you can redeem a second code. You can't click twice for the redeem ancient coins and then have it automatically applied to your account. There's a couple more steps involved for this, but having the opportunity to use points to get ancient coins um, kind of is a better way to, uh, you know, get ancient coins outside of just having to spend the actual money. Um, if you're on top of your uh, daily tasks, if you're if you have a really good streak going in your Xbox Rewards app, um, then you're going to be getting points on the regular. And if you're like me, most of my points go towards gift cards that then get turned into ancient coin. Uh, a lot of the time, that's the case. Um, and they've got a few different tiers here. They've got three different tiers of coins that you can purchase uh, for different point values. So if you want to go with the lowest, which is um, 150 coins, which is not much, it's not, not really a lot that you can really buy with 150 coins, uh, maybe one item singular, like an item uh, out there, you, you know, it, it's, it's not a whole lot. Most of the stuff is over 200 points, uh, but you can buy 150 coins if you just need something to top you off uh, for 1700 points, which is not too hard to get. You can get that fairly easily. The next one is going to be 550 coins. That's probably the sweet spot for a lot of folks. And that's something that you can get for 5,100 points. So a little bit of a discount there. The next one is the highest, which I think is kind of the best deal. And that's going to be 1000 coins. And that's going to be for 8,500 points. So roughly about $8.50 worth of points uh, for $10 worth of coins. Um, I like that they're doing this because this is something that extends beyond the uh, United States. Um, this is something that's going to be available in different countries that don't have access to gift cards um specifically through microsoft like you they cannot buy gift cards in certain countries um, south america being one of them and as a result they have to go through the process of just straight out purchasing ancient coins if they want to get any content from the emporium or they have to try and find a way to farm ancient skeletons and in this case this alleviates that pain point this gives them an outlet for their points that they can earn and then 
subsequently turn that into cash in in-game currency you know it's not like cash cash like you get paid out for it but it it removes the need to spend cash in the store to get ancient coins um, which i really love it's another avenue it may not be the best avenue for you it may not be the best avenue period but it is at least another avenue to afford content in the emporium a way to support uh the game without necessarily having to pull out your wallet which i think right now is something that many folks have uh, been considering whether or not that is something they want to do given how long they've been waiting for content for sea of thieves how long season nine has been going on um we've already purchased the game most of us purchase uh, a lot of the content post purchasing the game uh and there's not really a good way to pick up stuff uh for the game outside of giving them emporium money for that emporium content uh, or, or giving them money for the emporium coins to be able to get that content this at least kind of makes that a little more feasible if you're like hey you know i'll use my points but i'm not going to spend any money but i do want to get this content because i really enjoy it and it happens to be on sale um i for example probably not going to spend any money on the emporium for a while uh one i'm kind of saving up for the pc but also i want to kind of say like hey you know I'm, I'm a little miffed about the way things kind of ran out uh captaincy got pushed back that pushed out the briggsy storyline the storyline got cut because they had to push out uh the storyline adventures for monkey island monkey island got uh delayed and then season 10 got delayed and then now we're finally getting back to things uh, the, the the mismanagement needs to be represented in a way that is monetary from the consumer perspective and i think going with ancient coins through microsoft rewards is a way to serve me without necessarily serving the company uh that has kind of taken the misstep and i know that they have apologized apologized for this but apologies and forgiveness separated from consequences have to be kind of like you have to compartmentalize that stuff from time to time so that's kind of how i'm, I'm mentally approaching this um whether that's the best way to do it I, I i it may not be and i'm i'm more than open to changing having my mind changed about that but uh, overall um with the the ancient coins if you're if you're curious about this uh, you can head over to rewards.being.com if you want to search on on the actual web browser um, you can also go into the microsoft store and you can actually search uh, for this as, as uh, I've, I've found it earlier um, but overall cool that they're doing this i think that um, things like this just kind of afford more people the opportunity to do stuff that they may not have considered uh they may be sitting on points and no, not have anything that they want to buy as far as games because sea of thieves is the game that they're playing right now and giving them an opportunity to uh get ancient coin more directly than having to go through uh microsoft rewards to gift card to ancient coin to emporium cuts one step out of the out of the equation makes it a little bit easier for people to to spend their money and you know quote unquote spend their money all right pirates and i think that is going to do it for this episode of kill hall this has been episode 296 uh, i hope you all have enjoyed this um looking forward to seeing what we get this week for sea of thieves and whether or not we're going to have uh something new and fresh to talk about for uh content if you like this content feel free to let me know there's plenty of ways to do that head over to the discord server over uh in the show notes you can find a discord server for um kill hall podcast it has all the folks that are in there uh currently searching for sea these 
friends or for conversations around it. Also, if you want to get a hold of myself, uh, there's plenty of ways to do that. You can head over to Twitter or X uh, at CAPD underscore L-O-G-U-N. I'm over on Threads as well. Um, I do have a Blue Sky account, but I haven't logged into it in a long time. Uh, I think I check my email more than I check Blue Sky at the moment, but I think that's just because I don't have enough time to manage all these social medias, which is why I don't do TikTok. Because TikTok is a black hole that will suck the life force out of you. Beware. Uh, other than that, Pirates, I think that's going to do it. So thank you. I love you and I look forward to sailing with you on the Sea of Thieves.